I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? I am in another part of my basement recording tonight, so I apologize if I sound a little different. It is the... Is this the haunted part of your basement or the non-haunted part? I can't remember which. This is the haunted part. Oh, okay. So if you hear any weird background noise... That's um, what it is. That's what it is. Now, uh, before we get started, Lou, it is extra life season. And I'm just going to start this off with the fact that folks at home who love zombie films and love hearing us talk about zombie films can donate to a great cause, which is extra life, supporting Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world. If you donate 50 bucks, you can suggest a zombie film for us to discuss on the podcast, bit.ly slash extra life Ryan. And Here's the thing. You got to remember that donations are open till December 31st. However, we have open slots for our content schedule uh, leading into um, into the new year. So we have if you donate now, we might throw your movie in in November. Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. So just remember, it has to be uh, obtainable in North America. Rent, stream, buy, that sort of thing. Now, Lou, all that rambling aside, this has given you plenty of time to suggest a film. Now, you can either make it a a punishment for us or you can make it like, ooh, this could be fun, you know, but we want to give people some ideas as to what they could uh, donate for. I honestly was prepared for this tonight, unlike usual when you surprised me with it. Um, (laughs) I was browsing my uh, browsing my catalog of zombie movies I own and I stumbled upon Slither. Oh. By James Gunn, and I w- and I had a conversation with my wife about whether or not she's seen it, and she was like, "Wait, it's a zombie movie with Nathan Fillion. Why haven't I seen this?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, um, this is this is a good movie." And she's like, "I'm not in the mood for zombies, but this is something to add to the list." And I was like, "I wonder if we've covered this on Zamp, and uh, I don't think we have. It is on the list of things that I think we do- have not covered yet." Okay. Slither, uh, a film I have seen, uh, I really enjoyed it. However, has been probably decades since I've seen it. Uh, that that movie's, uh, it's one of James Gunn's early films. I believe it, it might be his first directorial debut. I know it was greenlit after he wrote uh, Night, uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Right. That was the thing that gave, I believe got them to give him the rights to do it. Yeah. So 2006, James Gunn, director, writer, starring Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, and of course, Michael Rooker. Uh, of course, it's got Michael Rooker. Yes, of course. I, man, that's, it has been a while. And uh, I guess I can't say decades because it hasn't been, it hasn't been out for decades just yet. Man, what a film. I remember that one. I'm watching the trailer now on a uh, dude. It is over a decade old. It's oh, you can say decade for sure. A decade and a half since since I've seen it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 
it is a it is a film. It's like so, it's like two or three years from being two decades. I know. But that being said, don't delay because I want to say decades since I've seen it. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely donate to Extra Life. Uh, totally. Uh, ah, man, I'm, I gotta I gotta close this. I'm distracted. I would love to watch that film. So, folks, donate at home. Uh, Bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. It's a great cause and it gets us to watch Slither. So if, if that's what you want to suggest, honestly. Um, I, and that's the other thing, too. Like we will we will hold on doing movie discussions. We will cover whatever you want us to. We only reserve the right if the movie is way too hard for us to get a hands on that. We probably won't cover it if it's really difficult. We've yeah. only had that happen once. Yes, but it has happened. It has happened. We're sorry. Yeah, we are. We we were sorry. That movie was just impossible to find. It. There is no American release of it anywhere. Yeah, and we'll work with folks. If you suggest a film that we aren't able to get a hold of, then we will reach out and we will get you to pick something else. I was more thinking along the lines of like, we will be. We will have plenty to discuss from here until the end of the year. We won't yeah. be, you know, taking lose amazing suggestions and watching them anyways. We will wait for uh, for folks to donate. So um, that being said, uh, it's a great cause. There's going to be a, a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm going to be doing for for Extra Life. So if you go to bit.ly slash Extra Life, Ryan, you'll see the whole schedule for streaming. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll continue to chat about it on the show as we head into uh, the rest of the year. Now, Lou, with that out of the way, let us get to the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and is spreading rapidly. All right, Lou, I said we wouldn't do this. Uh, Yeah, I know you did. Don't expect a lot of conversation from me on this. This is all you. Yeah, I don't expect a lot of conversation from me then. This podcast is going well, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, folks at home, I know you're you're wondering why, why are they bickering like an old uh, married couple. Well, it's because I put Call of Duty uh, Zombie Mode in in the news, and I know I promised we would never really cover it because, like, if you search zombies and then hit the news tab on any of your favorite uh, search engines, uh, you're gonna find a lot of that news is uh, local news uh, about zombies, which is weird. Um, but also you'll find a lot of Call of Duty zombies. And I felt like this one kind of, it pushed me past my like, ah, we don't talk about this because it's just, it's so overdone. But um, it, the fact that Call of Duty, is, Call of Duty is in a weird place. Call of Duty is is having some issues with the fact that uh, this was supposed to be an off year. They technically have many, you know, they have a a live service game running on top of and to the side of new Call of Duty games. So that is uh, Call of Duty. Uh, what's it called? What's what's their free to play battle royale called? I it don't know, dude. Brain. I do not folk I do not Call of Duty is a word that I only speak when we talk about it on this show. Other than that, I have zero connection to Call of Duty. I think it's Warzone. Is is Warzone the new thing? That's that's the Battle Royale. So like yeah. you you have the Battle Royale which is um is Warzone. That's been around for a couple of years. So 
The zombie mode has usually been kept for sort of Treyarch's games of World War II and Black Ops. Now, this November, we're getting Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And for the first time, we are getting the zombie mode in the Modern Warfare sort of style. Uh, That's my understanding. That is also, from what I've read, Polygon's understanding. But I I watched the trailer and it was... um, it was really set up more as like a, uh, it was a cinematic trailer. So it wasn't really setting, it was setting up the mode. It's kind of what you'll see the first time you boot it up. But my understanding is it's the same old, same old zombie mode that you'll get to, you'll get to play. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think that's the biggest thing is that it is a sort of a PVE style, you know, mode where you're playing as a team trying to survive the zombies. And, uh, this time it is set, within the modern warfare sort of universe. Uh, I have not played a Call of Duty zombie mode since probably one of the, probably the second one. We played a bunch of it on 360 together when we, we first started doing this show. Okay. And I think I stopped buying Call of Duties after Black Ops 2, I think. And I think that's when we stopped playing zombie modes. Okay. Because it was just too much hassle. Well, the the thing about the zombie mode is it went from a very straightforward defend against the zombies, earn fake money, buy weapons. Like it was very simple. And it kind of evolved into this weird like move around the map, you get special powers, you unlock like I think one of them was like special magic gumballs or something. Yeah, there was some was one that I watched somebody play and it was weird. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want to yeah. That and the price point for them kept going up. It went from like a nine ninety nine uh DLC to like a twenty ninety nine DLC to to like all of a sudden it was like it was almost a full price game and I was like, I'm not that seems that seems absorbent to me. Yeah. And and this is and you know, this is kind of why we stopped putting in the news because like really it's just it's not our jam. I know it's super popular. Uh it's just it's not something that Lou and I are familiar with and and yes I know it kind of makes us sound uh old but uh you know dude I hate to tell you but we are old we are old we are old but it's it's just not my thing now that being said I think the biggest obstacle is is pricing because it's part of a it's part of a game that I would likely play the campaign and, and then maybe play a zombie. yeah like it's not so this is the thing you know with with Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard and I don't think Call of Duty games are going to come to Game Pass the second the deal passes, because I feel like Call of Duty, because of all the focus it's had, is probably going to be delayed being added to Game Pass. But that being said, it'll come to Game Pass at some point when this deal comes through. At that stage, the biggest barrier fades away because I no longer have to spend $100 on a new Call of Duty game. I can just subscribe for a month and check it out. And I think that will be the big change for me. And I, and I will check it out. Uh, I will hold you to that. Yes, please do. It's just, I cannot, I used to really enjoy call of duty and it just, it became too much to keep up with. And, And I was never into the multiplayer. I'm terrible at it. It was really just about the campaigns. Um, and I haven't played them in a long time. So it's kind of what I'm looking forward to with the with the deal going through is is having easier access to those games because again like I really wish they would 
I know they won't do this because the campaign is sort of subsidized by the fact that the multiplayer is so popular, but I would, I would really like to get back to a Call of Duty game. Um, so everybody wincing at home, we're going to move on to our next story. Sorry, we're, we're done with zombie mode and Call of Duty for now. Put it back on the shelf for another half a decade. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Resident Evil. But we're gonna. This is a follow up from last week because we talked a little bit about this on our last episode about uh, Capcom bringing ports of Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil Four Remake to iPhone 15. Uh, we now have uh, specs and uh, platforms as well as price. So I know Lou, this is two stories in a row where you're like checked out because you're you're an Android guy, but um, I I still stand by my my thinking that this is this is good for anybody who wants to play these on a phone whether it's iPhone or Android. I think that these are this uh, I am not an iPhone guy. So that, yeah. like again, this goes over my head. I think it's awesome that they're doing this. I think it's a great proof of concept. I'll believe it works when I see a review that tells me it works. Yep. I think that's and we're still waiting for that. These these are not out just yet, but essentially uh Resident Evil Village is uh both of these are up on the app store you can pre-order them resident evil village is coming to iphone 15 pro and m1 plus ipads uh next month as well as uh it will come to max with an m1 or later now the difference being is that resident evil village my understanding is a separate purchase on ios and mac uh it is full price uh but a little bit tricky there in that it's $40 to unlock Village, and then it's $20 to get the Winter's expansion. Uh, so altogether, 60 bucks. but you're getting... In all honesty, as long as it works, 40 bucks for Village isn't bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's it, it's not... It does not include the expansion, so... I don't have the expansion. That's the one thing I haven't played yet, is the expansion. Oh, Okay. I keep waiting for it to go on sale, but then when it goes on sale, Capcom is kind of being stingy with it, and it never be- drops below like forty percent off. And I'm always like, uh, you get you get that below ten dollar thing, and I am in. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, there's it's a weird thing with uh, I don't that's it's it's odd because like I think Capcom likes to price a lot of companies, Ubisoft as well. They don't put their season passes on sale. They just no, but. But I also think uh, I don't know if you heard the news this week, but there was an interview this week with somebody at Capcom and they said that their biggest gripe is that the price point for games is too low. It needs to come up 20 bucks. And I thought to myself, well, then that means I won't be buying anything at launch anymore. I'm not paying more than 60 bucks, but that I'm a cheapskate. Well, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think that games have have become quite expensive to the point where I have to I, I really do have to think about um, not purchasing games that I would normally pick up otherwise like I I have a list of games that I skipped this year and some of the some of the big ones that come to mind like Jedi Survivor is a big one that I would have loved to play at launch but again $90 at, at, at nine, that's $90 Canadian folks at home like that's how much it costs for me to to buy a game at launch $90 Canadian um so and that's why I try whenever I'm podcasting to to speak in American dollars because it's 
doesn't hurt me <laughs> as much to it's, say that it's it's seventy bucks U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's still that's expensive. It's expensive. No, yeah. I've always been. I understand that things are going to get more expensive. I, I I totally get it. But when your video game starts to break, I even then I can understand it for some games, seventy bucks. But when everybody starts to do it, that means even the budget titles are going to try and get 70 bucks. And I've seen that, too. There's yep. been some stuff that's come out that's been like, this is not a triple A title. This is a budget title. And they go, yeah, we want 70 bucks. And I go, I'll wait for you to be on sale in six months for 20, because that's about all you're worth. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is you vote with your wallet. And for me, it's I have a list of games that I'm waiting for a sale on. And it, it's like. It's like clockwork. You can kind of look at it and be like, you know what? I feel like I can wait for this one to go on sale, you know, Black Friday, Boxing Day, or or even just wait for Game Pass. Like I'm I'm sitting here like waiting for Dead Space remake to come to EA Play so I can play it on Game Pass. But again, Resident Evil Village coming to iPhone and and whatnot. I think that's cool. I'll be I'll be curious to see what reviewers say. And I'm sure that when that happens, we'll talk about it again. But again. I'll believe it runs. I want to know how fast it drains the battery. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, I played it on my laptop and I played it on my Steam Deck. And when I played it on my Steam Deck, it ran great. But my battery life on my Steam Deck, if I'm playing something, I'm playing something like indie that's got like pixelated graphics, I can get somewhere between four and six hours depending on uh what I have turned on. If I turn off things like Bluetooth and some of the other stuff, I can get probably about six hours without it being plugged in. Um, when I played uh, Village on it, I had to leave it plugged in because if I unplugged it, it was like 90 minutes to two hours in the, and it was, and it would start beeping at me telling me you got to save because you're going to the battery's dead. So yeah. I'll be curious to see where the iPhone's battery is considering that the steam deck probably has a bigger battery yeah uh well i mean the yeah it's hard to say i mean we'll definitely see what when reviews hit but to wrap this one up uh resident evil 4 uh is also coming to iphone 15 pro pro max and every mac and ipad with an m1 or later that one is a uh, one purchase with cross progression gameplay for your phone ipad and mac which i think is a great deal uh I think when you have that sort of purchase within an ecosystem that works across your devices, like that's where Apple devices as well as Xbox devices works really well. Like my favorite part about Game Pass is the fact that they release games on PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass, and I can kind of jump between the two platforms and have my save move back and forth and even play in the cloud and have my save move back and forth. Uh, that is a, a key feature. So the fact that Resident Evil 4 is going to have cross-progression and you can buy it, play it on your Mac, play it on your iPad, play it on your iPhone, uh, that's a sweeter deal. Now, that one is uh, $60, full price. Um, so, And they have not released pricing for separate ways, which is the DLC that just launched. Uh, although I imagine that it will come to the device's sooner rather than later maybe by the end of the year they don't really say but uh yeah so if you have a new iphone or a recent mac you have some new resident evil games coming your way 
Now, our last story here, also video game related, is uh, it, this one just got announced. Um, I'm going to start with this. You know Dave the Diver, right? Not, you know, the video game, not if, uh, not if you yes, know like a I know, guy I know Dave. Dave the Diver. I have not okay. played Dave the Diver, but I am aware of what Dave the Diver is. Perfect. You should play Dave the Diver. It's fantastic. I've, I've heard it's amazing. We love it. And it's a great Steam Deck game. Uh, a lot of tangents today. But anyways, this is the next project from the developer and publisher of Dave the Diver, which is Mint Rocket. This is uh, Nakwan Last Paradise. It is a third-person view zombie apocalypse stealth survival game. And a lot of folks are looking at this and saying, like, this looks more real than uh, the day before zombie game that supposedly people think is still fake. Uh, I think that's a bit harsh, but uh, this is very early. This is a, a first reveal, but they're kind of like, they're talking about it as a PvPVE type game where you explore the city you gather resources uh very left for dead like a lot of like throwing bricks both to uh both to uh, distract yeah, zombies I've, but... I've, I've watched the trailer just before we started recording because i didn't know anything about this this was a new one for me uh this looks neat um I, this is definitely something i'd love to see a review on this before i I'm not a multiplayer, not a, you, if you've listened to the show for a long time, I am very much a single player guy. I need to be able to pause and go away. And I get constantly distracted by things like the three-year-old I have upstairs. Um, so playing stuff online is not always my cup of tea, but this looks interesting. I would love to see more in-depth stuff. This is definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on. It looks very interesting. Um, I mean, it's this first trail teaser is very much a proof of concept, but if their concept looks as good as it shows and there's the ability to play it and maybe turn off people trying to kill you and maybe just make it you and your friends playing against the environment and it's got a decent single player story, I might be interested. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh we've got some uh connections with the the PR company that works with these folks. So we might be able to uh, get our hands on this one and uh, review uh, it for the show. So why didn't you lead with that? My friend, why I should have. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely keep our eyes on this one and I'll keep everyone posted when we know more, but this just got announced. It's definitely a departure from Dave, the diver. This is a uh, fully 3d uh, game and uh, yeah, they've got the, the zombies are looking to be more like stationary until they hear sound. So it's a little bit of a mix of like the last of us rule sets, uh, a little bit of walking dead as well. So yeah, a new zombie game is coming soon from the developers behind Dave, the diver. Now uh, we'll continue that trend and talk more video games right now with, uh, well, with this. I need to put that thing down. There are things I must set right. Why is this so important to you? Oh, Ada. What to do with you? Luis, the goodbye's gonna have to wait. Whose blood are you here for this time? 
That all depends on you. Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC. You do that, my friend. You do yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, 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 I argue with myself the, the whole time that clip was playing. Like, do I do it? When do I do it? When do I jump in? Um, I do miss it. I miss it. Okay. So I'm just trying to like, I understand. I understand. Keep it alive. Uh, okay. So we're going to talk about the separate ways DLC. This is the remake of, I wouldn't even call it DLC, but it's a remake of the additional content that was added uh, to the PlayStation 2 version and then included with all versions afterwards, I assume. Uh, but this is a, been this is a DLC for the Resident Evil 4 remake, separate ways, remake, DLC, 4. Anyways, I think everyone got that. But essentially, the idea here is that this is the missing link in the main story. It is a thrilling survival horror adventure starring Ada Wong. Uh, you see the other side of the story from her eyes as her mission and fate intertwines with Leon Kennedy's a second time. So this is not the first time that Ada Wong and Leon have crossed paths. We saw it in Resident Evil 2. Uh, but this is uh, our actual chance to play as Ada Wong in the story and uh, has unique gameplay, uh, unique cutscenes, unique environments. Like there's a lot in this that is new uh yes there are environments that they reuse of course but that didn't bug me listeners will have to forgive me it has been a long time since i played the original uh separate ways in uh resident evil 4 often i would play resident evil 4 and then i would skip replaying separate ways because it was usually short and it wasn't i won't say it wasn't fun but i enjoyed playing as leon more than i liked playing as ada so I would often skip it when I would replay Resident Evil 4. Uh, this DLC is not going to be something I skip if I replay Resident Evil 4 now. Um, unlike Ryan, who's finished, I will admit I have not finished. But you'll have to bear with me. I ran into a bug. Yes. <laughs> As seems to be the case often when I play games. <laughs> um, in Chapter 3, Ada, uh, Ada is looking for Luis. And... He, he she has to find him and he's she thinks he's been tied up and it's the scene where him and Leon have escaped and she finds the room where they've been tied up and they killed the zombie with the chain and Luis leaves a pack of cigarettes with a code on it and three times I had to play chapter three because the event would not trigger for me. And I had to go back to my prior save and play through that like thirty minute chunk again. Hmm. It took three. It took three tries. Yeah, and this is uh, this is probably the quickest turnaround for a video game that we've had from release to playing it to talking about it. Yeah, the, I, I, we've only had maybe what four or five days with this. Yeah, it's it's uh, so. Yeah, it, like here's the thing. I uh, it's I did finish it. it my playtime was. Uh, the game sort of tells you how long you, you took you to play through it. And that's part of the scoring system, but it was about four hours uh, for me. It was a little bit longer than that, having like, you know, deaths and reloads and, and pauses and stuff. But uh, what I've, what I've read is the average person. It's somewhere between five and six hours, depending on how many times you die. Yeah. I, I died quite a bit, but. And for the price point, which is nine ninety nine, 
I don't think that's a bad deal, especially considering the bunch of content it adds to mercenary mode. Um, I don't know if you checked out mercenary mode. I love mercenary mode. So that was the first thing I loaded up before I even tried separate ways. And um, you get three new characters, uh, but you have to unlock them. Um, and you basically have to unlock them by uh, you have it, the original mercenary mode. You unlocked all the things for the main game by basically just beating one of the maps with a main character. Um, this one, you unlock stuff by beating all of the maps with certain characters, and you unlock alternate versions of their characters and stuff. And it also gives you an Ada to play through those sections of uh, the mercenary mode with right away. And by beating it with Ada, you unlock like another version of Ada. And I believe there is a Wesker, or it, it, I haven't finished it. So there's a shadowy figure that you don't can't quite see who it is, and it looks like it might be like a Wesker or something like that, or I, I, whatever whoever it is. I'm kind of excited to see who it is. Yeah, I meant to boot that up. That is a free update. You don't even need separate. Oh, ways. it's not. Is you don't need separate ways? Oh, okay. I thought you did. No, and now maybe if you have separate ways, it unlocks Ada right away. But I, I did. Bet, I bet that's what it is. Yeah, so it, it's this is it's kind of interesting because this this addition to the game, first of all, like this is the first time they haven't like tacked on a multiplayer mode uh, to to a Resident Evil remake. I, I think Capcom might be done doing that. Every time they've done it, has not done well. Yeah, did uh, did that other one ever come out? It was the no, village there's one, one. Still, there's one still that still hasn't come out yet. Wasn't it Resident Evil Resistance or something? Yeah, it's it, they've done betas with it. I don't think it's ever seen a full light of day yet. Can't remember. That was the one with like all the characters. Yes, it was supposed to be like you play Resident Evil against each other, like oh, deathmatch style. Was a... it's not Resistance. It's it's another one. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm looking. It's re something too. They always they, they... reverse was reverse. reverse. Yeah. That's not they're great. really bad at naming stuff. Well, you know what? It has to just be a word with R.E. in it. That's how they that's how they it do it. Doesn't. I'm trying to pull it up. I don't even think they I think they canned it. Uh, I, I don't even think it's on Steam. Um, anyways, I I'm trying to find it, but I can't. So uh, I'll let you do that. But yeah, it's uh, so this is the thing. This is a very well priced piece of DLC. It's it's not. It does not feel greedy in any way. This is a $10 DLC. It adds a substantial amount of content. And it's a very fun way to play the highlights of the Resident Evil 4 campaign. Uh, so, so so would you like a good laugh, sir? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Reverse is a thing, and it is, uh, it is out now, I believe. Oh, there you go. But it's got 2,500... Mostly negative reviews on Steam. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, but what is very good is this DLC. Separate Ways DLC is very is very good. And uh, yes. playing as Ada Wong, she has a, a grappling hook. That's her main sort of additional ability. You don't use it all the time, but there's certain areas of the game, whereas Leon, you had to unlock a door or you had to do something or there would be a way that you'd have to move a platform to climb a ladder. And now the ladder's gone because Leon destroyed it or something along the way. 
And she just has a grappling hook and all of those sections are like, oh yeah, there's no puzzle here. Just push a button. Boom. She's gone. At one point, there's a section where she's running across rooftops of, of the, the, the castle area. And she basically uses the grappling hook to jump from area to area. It's very well done. Um, I know that that grappling hook did exist in the original, um, the original separate ways, but there's something about this that feels much more vertical than it did in the original. Yeah, yeah. The 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 arenas they kind of set up. There are often times where you can get more vertical, get away from enemies, and kind of work your way around the environment, and uh, you know, kind of sneak up on bad guys and stuff. And it's and it works really well. It kind of reintroduces the sort of quick time events that were kind of removed from Resident Evil Four Remake. Uh, there's a specific scene. I don't think you've gotten to it yet. That that does bring back the the quick time events button and all in on, on the screen promptly i'm glad there. you warned me of this because i'm probably gonna play more of this in the next couple of nights so you'll you'll know it when you get to it i don't want to spoil it but like it, there is a moment where you're gonna have to push some buttons but the buttons make sense they're not random they're like the dodge button and the grapple button and stuff but uh there is an ability you can get through uh a charm that you can unlock you're, you might even get it right off the bat. Uh, you just have to equip it. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to grapple shields off of enemies. Um, yeah. Which is key. That's a, that is a super move. So make sure you equip that to your case. Uh, but yeah, it's it's got everything that I love about Resident Evil 4, uh, the combat, but also like finding all the treasures and stuff. Yeah, the combat's there. The treasures are there. The store guy is there. You buy. You 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 still are collecting money that you can use to buy and upgrade your guns. Um, some of her guns are the same as Leon's. Some of them behave a little differently. There's a couple of extra extra things she gets that she does that Leon doesn't have. It it just everything about it feels smooth. Everything about it feels fun. Um, yeah. I've had an absolute ball with it. It is very good, and uh, like I said, it. I don't, it, it adds, it doesn't add like a lot of story. It, it just kind of fills in. It's filler. It's, it's it filler. really is filler, but it's fun filler. Yeah. It's, you know the area, so you know where you're going. There's no place, you're not, if you've played through Resident Evil 4, you're not going to get lost. Mm-hmm. You know where you're going. It very clearly blocks off areas that you can't go so that you don't go those ways. You literally are. It, it is a. It is on rails, much yep. more than Resident Evil Four is. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of backtracking, which is great, um, or at least not in my experience so far. Um, no, there's no, there's not a lot of backtrack. It, it's it's paced really well. You hit a lot of environments that you're going to recognize some of the favorites from RE Four. The village is there. Uh, the sort of uh, hedge maze is there yeah uh, the the labs at the end like obviously you know when re4 ends like it, it kind of like duplicates that boss fight but they do but again it's like you if you played if you played re4 remake or even the original re4 you know when ada is around so you have you you can use your brain to kind of be like okay like i know i'm going to be interacting with leon at this moment but the way they do it is so cool it really feels like i remember when i played the original separate ways way back when the original game was out 
And I remember there were a couple of moments that just kind of felt forced. Sure. And nothing in this feels forced. It almost feels like everything was way more telegraphed better in the original Resident Evil 4. So when you see the things that happen in this one, it, they make more sense. Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's the key right there is they've they've designed this entire package in a way that like it makes sense when you play separate ways you you feel it as you're playing it that like okay this was a deliberate choice here where when we played the original we don't know who who shot the big bad guy through the window you get a sense of maybe it was ada at the time but this shows ada's perspective there's a lot of like ada getting out of the way of leon and to you know that same moment where she she shoots the big guy I can't yeah. think of his name at the moment, but she shoots the big guy through the window and you don't see it as Leon, but you suspect that that's who shot him. And five seconds later, it shows Ada watching Leon run outside the door, run out the run out the front door. And you're like, yep, that's what I just I did that earlier. That's where it's going. And then Ada goes back into the house through the window. She just shot through. And I've always it's always been weird to me that the big guy disappears and just lets Leon go after that. Like, it's always been one of those things that's always, I don't want to say it's bothered me, but it's always been like, huh, this is, this is almost like this feels very video gamey. And in this DLC, you see that she goes back in, she goes and she gets a key, she unlocks a drawer, and you realize the big guy's waiting for her. That's why he let Leon go. Is, because mm. you literally open the drawer and he says something like, I knew you would be coming or something like that. And then he chases her. And it uh, the one of the things I will appreciate with that is that moment happens and they make it abundantly clear that you can't fight him. Run. Yeah. Yeah. It says villagers are coming. Run or something yeah. like that. And it makes it clear that you can't fight him. Just keep going. And. At that point, I realized it, was wor- it wasn't worth my time. So I was literally like running, stop, shoot a guy in the leg so that I can go around him. And then there's, there's bomb traps, uh, like the wire bomb traps. And I weave between those, and then the guys chasing me would run into them and blow up. And the whole, the whole moment feels like an action movie. And at, th- at that point, I was like, everything here makes sense. Why didn't the guy chase Leon? Because he knew somebody else was going to try and get into the house. And Leon has already been infected, so he was letting him go. But that makes so much sense. I don't remember that moment if it happened in the original separate ways. I don't think it did. I think she just went into the house, got something, and left. And I don't think that I don't think there was the big guy chasing you or anything. So another thing that they that I think this DLC and the remake does really well that I didn't experience when I played the original back on GameCube was that this separate ways really sets up the fact that Wesker and Ada are an additional antagonist to what's going on on the island. Like they, they don't want anything to do with the Las Plagos, you know, cult thing. Like they just want the Amber, which is the key to what, you know, taking over people's minds or whatever. But like, I don't, I didn't get that sense from when I played the original, but I think they, they set it up much better here of like, Ada is, there's a lot of holes in the original because I think it was an afterthought. Sure. And it feels like this time around they knew where the holes were, so they definitely filled them. And it definitely feels like it's setting up for Resident Evil 5, which yes. makes me hope we're going to get a Resident Evil 5 remake. 
Yeah, I would, um, I wonder, that would be, and I know we've had this conversation a few times, but I think it's worth having, because you're right, like, I think they set up five, and it's it's really interesting at the time, kind of thinking back to the original on maybe GameCube or PlayStation 2, the fact that they were setting up a sequel then, like, that's kind of unheard of back then. Like, back then, you made a game... And you never talked about the sequel until you were ready to unveil it. But like the fact that they were kind of already laying sort of the groundwork for what five could be. Uh, But do you feel like if they were to remake five, like they would have to do a lot of work on the co-op side of it too, right? Like it would have to. I think if they do rework a remaster or redo five in any way, shape or form, I think we're going to get two people, but I think we're going to get a very different experience. Did you play it co-op the original uh i did play a couple of portions of it co-op with people i knew who had the game but i played through most of it solo yeah and it wasn't hard but there were a lot of moments where the player number two gets in the way if there's not a person there do you feel like capcom would get heat if they converted it to a single player game no Hmm. i think they could convert it to a single player game and make it so that the second player shows up at certain moments in the story, like they're doing their own thing. And they could, may even be able to spin it off and make it a separate ways kind of spin off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they choose to do next. I, I, I fully believe that remakes are here to stay in terms of what Capcom's doing. It seems to be working out for them. I'm a okay with it. I mean, I love the original games. Um, I mean, I still have my copy of the original Resident Evil director's cut for PlayStation. Uh, and I love it, but I probably am not after having played the the GameCube remake, which is now on PC. I don't know if I'll ever go back to the original PlayStation one. Um, and I feel that way about the Resident Evil 2 remake. I love the original Resident Evil 2, but then we now have a remake and the remake is more modern and it's more fun, uh, you know, it, it's great to play the original for nostalgia purposes, but it's not I, I, next time I want to play it. I'm probably going to play the remake, play the remake. Um, and there's a mark. There's a, there's a, there's, I hate to say it, but we're old. I mean, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about old games and they were talking about the first game they played in a series was something that came out on 3ds and they made it sound like the 3DS was old. And I had to explain to them, you know, that that series started on the NES and I played that in elementary school. Yeah. And they were like, I didn't realize those games were that old. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm old. So I totally understand that we as as, as aging gamers, oh, the younger generation needs to play some of these things. So the best way to do that is a remake. Yeah. No, I think these remakes, uh, I I love them, and I I think they're a great way to re-experience these stories with a more modern uh, gameplay mechanics. And I I agree with you. It'd be very hard for me to go back and try to play like the N sixty four RE two or or the PlayStation version. Uh, and that's where I kind of would love to see like a Code Veronica remake. And again, I know we've talked about this a couple times, but I I don't want to play the Dreamcast version. I I want to play a remake. So I know Capcom's listening and hopefully uh, they weren't too upset when we said we were going to buy Resident Evil on iPhone, but we will buy Code Veronica remake on Steam, please. Uh, 
I did have one other thing here noted about uh, Separate Ways that I do not remember for the life of me. I don't remember a lot about playing Separate Ways. Uh, I don't know when would I, I probably would have played it on Peace. No, Wii. I would have played it on the Wii, maybe. I know I've played it on the original remastered version for Steam. Okay. But that was, I think, back when we first started this sh- doing this show. And that was 10 years ago, dude. It was. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, We have episode 300 coming up. But I was, I'm maybe then this is probably fresher for you. Do you remember if they had like the Batman vision in the original separate ways? Or is that like a new thing? I think that's a new thing. I think there was something like it, but I don't think it worked like that. When that first happened in it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Where where, where are we going with this? Yeah. And they don't, there's like maybe two or three moments where it, it pops up where it's not just like follow the footsteps. It's, it's, it's more of like, they use it for a puzzle and yeah. it was like really, really cool. It was a, it was a nice addition sort of to break up the action and the, and the zombie killing, but uh, all in all, just a really fantastic piece of DLC, like added on to an already fantastic remake. Um, I loved it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop playing until I finished it. And I do want to go back and check out mercenaries mode, especially now that I've have like four hours, uh, with Ada Wong. Not only that, but you've had four hours of refresher. So when you go into the mercenary mode, you're going to know what to do. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, that's, uh, that's Resident Evil four separate ways. DLC. Um, Lou, you played it on your steam deck. I played it on PC. Uh, And uh, it is available on all platforms where Resident Evil four is currently available. The remake. And the price point was nine 99. For what it gave me, that was perfect. Yeah, the the price is is perfect. No complaints uh, on the price for this one. So definitely check it out. It's available now. Uh, it just released last week. So uh, Separate Ways DLC, go check it out. Now, what you can look forward to coming up on ZAMP, uh, we are going to catch up with Daryl and his European vacation. Uh, we'll have to... So we... Um, I want to talk about the whole season all at once, and we're basically going to have to push our next episode out a week to make that happen. Uh, So our next episode will be a little later than normal, so we can talk about the whole six-episode arc. Um, I will say this. I watched the first 15 minutes of the first episode, and uh, it's kind of boring. I I don't know what it was. It's just uh, I didn't give it a fair shake. I hate to tell you, but what I've heard is that the first episode is very boring from beginning to end but i've heard that once you get into episode two and three the episode one was a lot of setup and then once you get sure. to episode two and three it starts running again and i was like oh okay yeah and we'll you know our plan is to watch the whole thing and we'll, we'll watch talk the about whole thing it. we'll talk about it yeah so i i just wanted to first impressions i uh there's a lot of there's a lot of tv content out there not just zombie content so, you know, given the choice between watching Ahsoka and watching the Daryl <laughs> Dixon series, uh, uh, I w- yeah. I, I'm sure that Daryl's going to be fine, but uh, I'd much rather watch Ahsoka. Yeah. So um, anyways, that's almost wrapped up. So but we will have uh, Daryl uh, back on the show in about three weeks. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we do have episode 300 just after that, where we... Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but we've 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 got some ideas. We need to flesh yep. them out a little bit more. Yep, but we do. 
Yeah, so uh, look forward to that uh, before the end of the year. But that is going to do it for our episode this time around. Join our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I want to thank our patrons as well at patreon.com slash Zombies Ate My Podcast. You can support the show directly there, and it helps us pay for all kinds of stuff like renting, uh, zombie movies, um, hosting, you know, all kinds of fun stuff that keeps this podcast going. You can visit our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com, for show notes and all of our previous episodes. You can send us an email, and we may read it on the show, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and don't forget to follow the show at Zombies Podcast. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the podcast artwork. You can find more of his great work at joelduggan.com. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast, and as always, we close out the show with some fine zombie knowledge from the Busy Zombie Lord himself. Take it away, Lou. This zombie knowledge is not about zombies. We're going to talk about Ahsoka here for a second. If you like Star Wars Rebels, just assume that Ahsoka is the season that we didn't get, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and I get the sense that there might be some zombie stuff going on, because, like, the the witches of Dathomir, they... There's some, there's some, there's some zombie kind of things that look like that's coming our way. I'm cool with it, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Give me some more Thrawn. I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, and this isn't spoilers. It's in the trailers, and you know the yeah. uh, the the witches of death. I mean, I've never watched Rebels, but I I don't know. It, it doesn't make you want to watch Rebels. Not really. Um, oh, really? How old? Are, how old are the kids now? Uh, well, you know, Caden's old enough. He's seven. He could probably watch Clone Wars and, and he, he, he's interested in Star Wars. So yes, Rebels is perfect for him, but Rebels is, Rebels is perfect. Um, I tried to get Violet to watch it. She's three. There is an episode where they get chased, the, the, the heroes get chased by these weird, weird, wild dog pig things. And Violet said, I don't like this show. Stop it, daddy. They yeah. scare me. And I was like, oh, I went too far. But she was into it at first, and then that episode happened, and it was like, oh, okay. And then since then, we've watched some other things that I can't believe my kid is not afraid of, but Star Wars is the thing she was afraid of? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, um, I, I think my struggle is, like, I know there's a lot of animated Star Wars stuff that is technically considered canon, but that's mm-hmm. just it. There's a lot. And I know enough about the Rebels crew to get by with Ahsoka. Oh yeah, you you can get by with Ahsoka, but I will tell you this: uh, it, it, things have a different meaning if you've watched that show. And I I do understand that, and I do feel like I'm missing something. In fact, if you watch that show and then go back and watch Mando and a couple of other shows, uh, including uh, Boba Fett, they kind of have a different meaning because some of those characters show up in the in Rebels, and you go, oh whoa. This means something different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good series, and I think they've got one more episode left as of this recording, so we'll see how they wrap it up. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. I, I have this week's episode, and I'm waiting for next week's episode, so I can just do two episodes and be done. Smart. Smart. Well, that's the Ahsoka Minute, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, pardon me while we have a tangent, because I don't get to talk about that very often. That's all good.